0: You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church, Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc.
1: Are you happy? Yes? I am full of the joy of the Lord this morning. Just giving a quickly uh, testimony about Ross. Ross is sending hello to your family. And I just want to... I don't know if you know already. I don't know if there was something a little bit secret. If not, I'm going to tell the secret. <laughs> but uh, yes, in Ross and why, we are searching for a new place t- together, because we're becoming a large family. God is growing, and now we are searching for a new building for us in Ross, because we don't our kids don't fit anymore. Uh, it is a yeah, it's something to praise God, yeah. Your family is growing, so just let you know that we used to be 90% people from Hereford going to Ross. Now we are uh, 50-50, so Ross. So we are growing in the community, we have people. And this week we're going to start uh, a, a new life group in person in Ross, uh, near John Crow, near, near the school. And now we have, from our church in Ross, we have two... Uh, Myself and another person from the, from the church in Ross that are inside the uh, John Crow as, uh, uh, as mentoring, doing mentoring project. And now we have an, a third person from the church that's going to start hopefully next year uh, also mentoring the youth at John Crow. So we're going to have three people from our church inside the school, inside uh, over there. Uh, God is on the move. God is on the move. And I just want to say hello from the family in Ross over here. Uh, I said today that I'm, I'm gonna try to speak a little, uh, because I want to have some time together. Do you know the feeling that I have? Do you know on the on a Christmas party, or Christmas dinner, that you get the family all together, and so always they have this that annoying uncle that wants to give a speech, and everyone wants to needs to stop and listen for 20, 30 minutes, or even on a wedding, I'm the best man of done, and I remember something that they told me is like. Please, don't make the speech too long. So no one wants a really, really long speech, of course. And even because yesterday I was at a supermarket and I saw uh, my friend over there in the back. Hello, Simon, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. And as I was shopping, he just came to me and said, are you preaching tomorrow? I said, yes. He comes and said, 25 minutes, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a little bit in trouble. He's over there looking at me. I'm glad it's a little bit dark where he is, so I'm not going to see if he's just doing... But you know, in Ross, we had a lady. She's with God nowadays. But whenever someone was preaching too long, she would stay in the back doing this. (laughs) And it was... And usually, yeah. So Simon is our old lady from Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And usually it was always to, uh, to Andrew uh because she always wanted to worship and uh every time that andrew was taking too long she would stay in the back and andrew so please don't do this to me so, a little bit okay but i want to start this today inviting a couple of friends so tony and Chess, come over here quickly please uh because also i think she is on the road for kids so i stole her for a few minutes i'll be quickly i promise well <laughs> because yeah Raise your hand if you're part of a life group in this church. Woohoo! Raise your hand if you've never heard about life group in this church. So everyone knows, at least. Okay, so life group. We started a life group in our house uh, after the pandemic, a new one. And for a while, we only had Paula, myself, and this couple. So it was just the, the four of us. We started online. And nowadays, we are 16 people. But they were, uh, uh, and we're still growing, of course. And I I keep telling them that uh, this lady over here, she said that she's going to make a strike and take me from the leadership of the group because of the new uh, rule we have that we need to multiply. Because it's good to be together. It's always good to be together. And I just invited them quickly because uh, I'm talking about friendship today. I'm talking about us walking together with someone else. Uh, So I just asked them, what? What is the life group been in your life? What has changed? What didn't change? So I know this guy is talking more. Yes. This is a pastor. I want to do similar as a pastor, Tony. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know what? Because when he's our uh, clock as well, because whenever uh, it's time to finish, he says, I'm done. And it's a time for everyone to stand up and go home. Uh, But this man over here, this gentleman, I remember... Embarrass you guys a little? Just a little? Yeah, I remember in the beginning that uh, he was always in silence, uh, and uh, and Charity was usually the one talking. And I remember two uh, life groups ago, uh, she was looking to him and look, talking to Paul and saying, who is this man? He's giving words, he's giving prophecies, he's, he's preaching, he's uh, praying with people. So this is a couple that is growing in this church, and I'm committed to make. So they are future pastors of the church. They don't know yet, maybe. But uh, and there's another c- people over here. And just, I'm start with him. What uh, the life has been? Life group.
2: Life group for me. Um, I suppose it's, it's um, getting to know people, um, really know people, rather than just turning up and saying good morning, hello, and then leaving again. Um, I think it's somewhere where you can. I've been well. I'll speak from my personal experience. Been able able to open up and actually share feelings, be vulnerable in front of one another. And if you have anything that's, I suppose, playing on your mind or you're struggling with, when you're in a smaller group, I don't know. You just, I just find it easier to share, and yeah, and build friendships, I suppose, and relationships with other people. So, and I suppose it's not just a case of spending time with brothers and sisters in the church. It's, well, it's about that. But then those brothers and sisters, you build friendships which are stronger than and closer than brothers and sisters. It's a friendship that, um, and it's 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 funny because uh, some people you don't think you're going to get along with, or you, you know, instinctively as, as humans we sort of judge. So oh, I don't know if I like that person, or and they're the people you end up becoming closer with. They're the they're the ones that you end up having that stronger relationship with. Um, so yeah, for me it's been a massive part of church. Uh, uh, house group. Thanks.
0: Um, you said it all, um, which makes a change. <laughs> Thanks Tim. For me, it's been really encouraging to see how much Tony has developed in terms of like he will speak up, people, he and he's got so much really good stuff to say. But he often just sits there and just lets other people do the talking for him. Um, so it's great to see that in him. Um, but also this a stage of my life when we've got a little one, um, I'm on kids' church. So often the church service itself is not where I get the spiritual meat that maybe I need. Um, I'm either on I'm either in crash with Elijah or I'm doing kids church and so there's not many weeks where I actually get to sit here and just take it in so for me life group is church it's that place where I get to fellowship and meet people and build relationships but also I get fed and we've you know this is why I don't want us to split up because he's he's great he's got some really good words of wisdom and he speaks really positively into our lives and so having someone there that just is honestly JP is just so affirming and so positive and so encouraging. I really wanna honor him for that because he has actually brought the group on. People want to come to this group because we leave feeling edified. We leave feeling a little bit closer to Jesus because he's such a good example of Jesus.
1: Yeah, Yeah, also uh, we were going to have uh, Julian and Emily also uh, giving the testimony but they are at home a little bit poorly. Just, but they are watching online. They send a message. They are not a couple who started joining uh, our life group. And uh, uh, a little while ago, they are part of this church. Uh, and when they first started uh, coming to, to the church, they were not part of any any area of the church. And nowadays, Emily is both on kids and youth. Jolan is also on the youth uh, with us. Uh, they are growing the love of the church. And I keep telling I gave them this week the news that from the beginning of next year we're gonna multiply. So our group gonna have to multiply, and uh, they were like, "Mm, "What does that mean?" Because I'm saying I'm not raising children; I'm raising parents, and I'm raising people that will look after others. I'm raising people that, even with the youth that they are here today. Hello, Aaron, Jake. You good? They are not. Although Gabriela is just 18, but she is a mother. She will be a mother one day. By you, you are a father. You know that, yeah. Because in your DNA, inside of you, you have the gift from God to look after others, to be a, a spiritual father from people. And uh, and I'm saying that we are now there, raising people to be better than ourselves, and they're gonna be in the, and they have this calling, this responsibility now to start looking after others. And I'm gonna wanna speak quickly because I, I I have spoken to the to the. Uh, to the worship team, we're going to sing a song together this morning. And uh, yesterday, I've been thinking and praying about this, what I wanted to share this morning for a while. And yesterday, I was making dinner for my family and uh, and praying and worshiping together. And I remember my, my I got a message from on my on my my phone, and I want to read this message before I read the Bible. Uh, a friend of mine sent me. Uh, this message, saying like this. We had, uh, a few, couple, few weeks ago, we had a 24 prayers meeting over here. Uh, who were here on the 24 prayer? was fantastic. My friend, whenever there's something related to prayer in this church, attend. Cancel your agenda and attend. Because God is on the move. And this, uh, this person sent me a message. There was a moment on the prayer, uh, 24 hours prayer, that... Uh, God ignited me to ask and to pray for mental health. And I said, you know, we're going to be praying for mental health. And as, a, as, a, as a, an act of faith, you're going to leave the place where you are right now and you're going to walk in, in front of the church and we're going to pray for you as, a, as, a, as a, a sign of someone who is leaving the man behind the person that, and the situation that you're living in, and going in front. And this person sent me a message uh, yesterday. And I just want to read, I told this person that I was going to read And said, uh, "Thought I needed to tell you that on the 24 hours prayer we had, you called us forward to have prayer for depression and anxiety, and I was delivered that evening, and uh, I has been given joy. I had depression for almost 21 years, and anxiety started just over 10 years ago. Praise God, I'm free now. I, I believe that friendship." Can heal us, and I want to read two passages of the Bible that clarifies that to us. First, I want to read. Do you know uh, the, the main uh, advertising we did was about a study from Harvard, Harvard Medical School. It's not it's not uh, fake something. Uh, they've been doing one of the longest uh, studies ever done about quality of life, happiness. And it's a research that they started with a group of men 80 years ago. And then they start, they, they addressed this study uh, to their children, to their family. And for 80 years, they've been studying what is the, scientifically the, the best thing for someone to have quality of life, to have happiness in, in his life. So they went through a lot of things, genetic, they went through uh, food, uh, exercise and everything, and they came to a conclusion. And the conclusion that they, they were... They they came, so I'm not talking about a Christian organization. I'm talking about uh, the law, the the Harvard Medical uh, School. They came to a conclusion that the best thing for someone to have quality of life is what? Friendship. Friendship. Good relationships. Scientifically. I have. I'm, I'm seeing a, a doctor over there, so I don't want to say anything wrong. But but it releases uh, when we have these good friendships. It releases. It can it has the ability to release some sort of uh, hormones or something that reduces the heart. The uh, has an impact on your heart uh, beat. So it reduces the possibility of heart attack. It reduces the possibility of stroke. So I was reading the uh, the the the. the The article about it, and it can can increase in someone's life. Up to 10 years of life expectation. 10 years of life expectation. So I keep. I want. I'm telling on my life group that I want to have at least 12 friends, so like, so I can live like up to 120 years old. uh, um, God knows, Uh, but it can increase when we have good friends. We can. It can increase up to 10 years of life. Open our Bible in Matthew chapter 2. And I'll try to speak for only another 10 minutes so we can sing. Mark chapter 2. Sorry, Mark 2. Mark, yes. I want to give you the proof in the Bible that friendship can heal anything. A few days later, Mark 2 says like this, a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Then some men came, bringing bringing to him uh, someone who could not walk, a paralytic, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus, and after digging through it, uh, they lowered the, the mat where the polarized man was lying on. And when Jesus saw their faith, He said to the paralytic son, "Your sins are forgiven." Then some people started to talk. This is a blasphemy! How can someone say that sins are forgiven? And Jesus then uh, asked them, "What is it?" I got lost over here, but just so I just explain what is. So Jesus said to them, "What is easier for for someone to do: forgive sins or heal?" So you, can, so you can know that the man, of God can, the man of God can heal sins, can forgive sins. I'm also healing him. So he said to the man, stand up and walk. And I might, it might sound, I'm not trying to prove anything over here. And you might believe that it can be almost a heresy. But I want to tell you something. I've been, uh, we've been talking in our life group about this. Friendship can save people. We got used to believe that uh, for you to be saved, you need to give, make a personal decision, and commit your life to Christ, right? We got used to believe on that, and suddenly Jesus come on this passage over here, and suddenly he, he forgive the sins of a man who didn't accept him. Jesus come to a point over here. And he says, let's say the hand is the person over there that was ill and everything, and they bring Hannah to Jesus, and suddenly, Jesus nev- Hannah never said, I accept Jesus with my heart, he's my savior, and now my, clean- my my sins are forgiven, no, she was not saying a word, was, she could not move, she not could not do anything, but she was cared for by four of her great friends, Jesus suddenly sees that sin, and says, your sins are forgiven, so tell me something, can someone, who had his sins forgiven, go to hell. Because there's no condemnation upon the person. That person is clean. So it always amazes me, this. It really challenges me. Because pretty much what I can get from this is that my effort of caring someone, the faith I can have of friendship, caring someone, has the power. Has the power to transform the life in such a way that the sins of that person was forgiven. I fully believe that the man was saved, and I fully believe that man had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ after. But I fully believe that that man was saved by the faith of his friends. You know, sometimes we, we've been teaching our youth uh, a lot about that. Bayu, come over here. Help me, please. Uh, Bayu will be Jesus, okay? My friend Bayou. Jake, can you help me as well? You know this experience before. So, Bayu is Jesus, and Jake is uh, a friend that I, I have the intention to meet Jesus Christ. Usually on this process, what we do is, I want to send him to Jesus Christ. So you know there's Jesus. You need to go there. You need to go there. And that's what we try to make the, most of the time to do with people. Because we know we have this expectation that it's good, it would be brilliant for my friend to go to Jesus. But then when I'm doing this, I'm just sending, go to Jesus, go to Jesus. I have no commitment on the process. And I am relating to him just for him to fulfill an expectation that I have that he needs to meet Jesus. I've been selfish, to be honest. Because I'm relating to him as long as he's willing to have a relationship with God. What if he doesn't want? I will stop walking with him? So instead, so we've been teaching our youth, that instead, my effort is not for anyone to go to Jesus. What is our effort? So, remember this exercise? (laughs) So, you're gonna try to to always walk for the other side, okay? okay? My effort is for me to be walking with him. Because what will happen? He will try once to leave the stage. I would say, no, come here with me, let's have some food. How are you? How's school going? Yeah, not bad, okay, but then I have something else to do. He's trying over there, come over here. No, wait, stay with me. You know, I'd make some good barbecue. Yeah, let me teach you some football because your father knows nothing about football. Yeah, let's Yeah. Let's go to Brazil, although your mom doesn't to do anymore. Let's go to Brazil, you know? Yeah. Football, yeah. Green, well done, good color. Uh, Because you know what happens, my friend. If I know that I am walking towards Jesus Christ, I know that making the effort for everyone to be with me, when they realized they are with Jesus. My effort is not for, for sending Jake, last time, to Jesus, and I have no commitment with him. Stop. My effort is, I know I'm going to Christ. Who knows you're going to Christ? Do you know you're going to Christ? So your effort needs to be that whoever God puts around you, you have faith enough to carry them with you. Because there will come a day when I am with Christ. My friends, they will also be there with me. For us to finish, because I want to sing a song together. I would like to invite the the band, please. I was trying to make this really simple, really simple, because I want to spend some time praying today. Because the good news. Have you ever thought? have Have you ever read the New Testament? The New Testament resumes in one thing only. What is the main reason of the New Testament? What is the main reason why the Holy Spirit inspired so many people to write the New Testament? He's talking about Jesus, of course, but I want to go further. There's one thing that is in all the New Testament, pretty much. If you see the the Old Testament, it's pretty much divided between the law, and the prophets. You have over there also historical books. You also have uh, poems. You have Psalms. But the Old Testament pretty much. It's just the law. Not just. But it's the law and the prophets. And then you come New Testament. And then. I heard somewhere. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll start That way. Suddenly you have four Gospels in the New Testament. You have Matthew. That youth, it was written to whom? The Jews. Then you have Mark, that was written to the Romans. Then you have uh, Luke, God raises a doctor to write Luke and addresses it to the Greek, the clever people of the time. And then you have uh, John, that was written to the saints, the posts, to the believers, to the church. And then suddenly comes Acts, a historical book that is also a Letter that was written by Luke to his friend Theophilus, also a letter. Then it comes the letters of Paul that goes from Romans until uh, Philemon. So all the letters of Paul, also him talking to friends or church. And then you have all the other letters at the end until Revelation. A book that is a prophecy book, but also contains letters, addresses to the churches. So let me tell you something, my friend. Jesus came. New Testament. In one word, what this New Testament wants to teach us? Relationship. Relationship. All the books, as they talk about Jesus, they are not talking... Paul was not writing to anyone he didn't know he was writing to his friends. There was some people addressed. There was the revelation of the New Testament, my friend. The revelation of Jesus Christ is the fact that we need one another. The entire New Testament is the proof. It's the collection of 27 books of people who were relating to others. They put in all them. And even those who, Hebrews, we don't know who wrote Hebrews, but still a letter to some people. So we're going to do an exercise today. We're going to sing together. And for us to sing together, just one song. I just want to finish by reading John 15. Because it says like this. I believe there's healing for us this this morning. I fully believe people will be healed in many different ways. Do you know why? Because we're together because we're going to walk together, because we're going to carry one another. There will be healing for people that are grumpy. This needs healing. You may not know it. My father, he comes from. I come from a family where people that would always be like this, I don't play anymore. Ask my wife. If, if, I, if anything would disturb me, I would go to my room and not talk, like a proper man. And grumpy man needs healing. Let the woman say amen. Grumpy man needs healing. And even further, God will heal loneliness. God will heal, I don't know, but he's here. Because Jesus taught us something. He said, do you know, as the Father has loved me, So I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my father's commands. And I remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you. And that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this. The person who lays down his life for his friends. Pay attention to this. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants. Because our relationship is no longer based on what we do. But I call you my friends. Because our relationship as a church is by our nature. So by you, you are my friend. Although there is maybe like five years of difference between us. Yeah, no one believes on that. Okay, But you're my friend. And do you know why you're my friend? Because there is a nature that God has established on us. How great and pleasant it is when we dwell together. Because when we dwell together, what happens? His anointing comes.